Um, Make sure that this yeah. is close can to I just, Can head. I just go? Yeah, yeah, go for it, absolutely. Okay. Are we on? We're always on. Okay. This is the new policy. So this is pod number three of the Paralympics GB podcast. And uh, I'm introducing it. Marius is here. He's sitting opposite. Yeah, hello, uh, so he is he is joining us today. But we're, we're doing things a bit differently this time because um, this time we don't have an athlete guest. But we wanted to do something to mark Mental Health Awareness Week. And we've been having a lot of discussions, certainly in the office, but generally around um, athletes, body image, mental health because it's all quite interconnected um so i guess that's the intro really yeah uh, it's worth saying that that body image is the kind of theme, theme of the week and i think the hashtag is be body kind um and we just thought it kind of resonated quite well with what we do here and and especially you susie as a swimmer mm, um, yeah that was that's kind of what triggered the conversation initially yeah because it it kind of exposes you to well, you're, you're, you are exposed as a swimmer because you're wearing a swimsuit and very little else. And even when you're wearing a racing suit, which is technically a bit longer, still most of your body's on show. And actually those racing suits, just as a sideline fact, are usually about two to three sizes to smaller than your actual size. So it is like you have to use a shoehorn to put the racing suit on. I didn't know that. That's a fact of the day. Is that for men and women or just... Women? No, mostly women. I used to have three staff members help me, female staff members, try and help me get into the swimsuit before I raced at a Games. Wow. That is not a lie. So, I mean, body image is quite uh, interlinked with, um, yeah, with being an athlete. And, and, you know, certainly in that situation where you're wearing something that's extremely tight because of for performance reasons, basically. But it does mean that you're very much on show. Obviously, there are cameras on you. Um, you're having a picture taken and it's also one of the most important moments in your life I'm not sure I could ever really get used to that that uh, being that kind of exposed and especially like do you know that you're like are you thinking oh I'm on TV and everyone's everyone's watching my fam family no watching my I think you can't actually let yourself think like that and we're taught not to so you're taught to sort of learn to block out the bigger picture because if you were to sit and think there's millions of people potentially watching me on channel four or uh, there's loads of people following it on the live stream on the on the you know on the internet and and that would just I think probably throw you off your game so I used to tend you, you're in very much in a bubble like environment a lot of athletes will use that term of when you're at a games or a major championships you're you're in a bubble and with with mental health awareness week i guess more generally not just specifically around uh body image what are some of the kind of maybe coping mechanisms that you you learn in sport is yeah i don't know i'm always intrigued as the as to how you kind of deal with the with the pressure of it all and, mm. and the fact that you've got this one moment must be must be quite a lot of of psychological pressure to, to deal with i think the pressure that you're put under in t in terms of what you have to you know you have a very very small window with which to perform and you've got four years to pre prepare for that window so part and parcel of that four-year journey is trying to hone 
you know your nutritional habits your recovery habits your health habits and making sure that everything is tip top so that when you get to the performance at the games you're or at the whatever you're wherever you're competing uh, that's the pinnacle of your health and and you're at your best and that is where your body is f- fundamentally the I guess it's your it's the job the job is the body and um so for some, for most sports that's not to say it is for all sports but for the majority of sports your your body is your is your job and it's it's helping you earn your money and if it's underperforming or if you're underperforming um then you know then that may result in you losing your job so it's a very cutthroat approach but then that's sport and it's very unique in that way um yeah it feels to me at least like we're in a better place dealing with with mental health and sport as kind of a collective thing than we were maybe well, I think 10 this years ago, 5 I years ago. Like th- people yeah. have started talking about it. Uh it's in the news. Yeah, I think you know it, this week having this awareness this week is so crucial. I think it should be every week because it's not something that is going to resolve itself and it's something that creeps up all the time if you you know I as an athlete suffered a bit from anxiety and stress so I would get to a games and lose a lot of weight through just pure stress to be honest and would have quite a lot of insomnia and unable to sleep through competitions so I had to sort of learn to cope with my with it I couldn't prevent it from happening but I had I could learn to to cope with the symptoms and to mute things and to be able to kind of get myself calm um and calm enough to be able to perform um but I think I think having this opportunity to have the conversations about it is really crucial to awareness. And I think all athletes will be affected uh, by stress and pressure and nerves at some point in their career. And even if it is not the performance itself, it might be because they've been injured and then they're anxious because they're not able to uh, train and, and that kind of thing. So I think at all elements and all stages of being an athlete, it's, you know, it is high intensity, high pressure. And you're putting your body under immense amount of um, pain and uh, it's constant. And I think that is something that's quite unique to sport. So it's not surprising that that a lot of athletes might succumb to, you know, mental health issues. Yeah, and it th- I think it's probably something that's been around. Well, obviously, something that's probably been around for a, for a long, long time. Um, and we just, just not made, spoken about. Yeah, yeah, and maybe it's, maybe it's the fact that we've got the mediums like podcasting and social media now that people can communicate more directly with with others uh athletes can talk directly to the fans in a way that they they weren't able to before mm. but you can see it footballers are talking about it um olympic athletes paralympic athletes are mm. talking about it more uh, shameless plug but at the bpa we do a lot more um long form content now um we're, we're trying to talk to athletes that and get their kind of stories out there a bit more where they can talk more freely rather than just in the traditional ways of, of just reporting on the sport itself mm, and that's helpful for mental health because it's you know moving away from athletes being spoken to and out and about as athletes um you know you're giving people a, a you know what and in, you're treating them as an individual which is what all athletes are you know we're all human beings and we're not machines we're not there just to perform um and it's nice to to be able to look at the backstories and, and you know the other interests that athletes may have and that helps them as well because you know it's it's useful for to talk about other things to distract yourself because the pressure of being an athlete can be all consuming and it's nice to then have other things that you can bring in to, you know, it's why other things in your life are so important. So linking back to the fact that this 
this week mental health awareness week is focusing quite a lot on body image um about a week ago just before this week started um i spotted a actually an olympic um an olympic swimmer former olympic swimmer jazz carlin uh put something out on twitter around retirement from uh, competitive swimming and how she's really well, sort of adjusting to a new body type now that she's not an athlete that's swimming and training you know i mean i've seen jazz train and it's insane the amount of mileage that she did i mean i can't even remember the mileage i used to do in fact i tried to do something similar the other day in a session with an athlete i know and you know it really killed me nearly because you know you get out of the way of of um your muscles lose that it's not there is muscle memory there but you lose that ability to be able to swim the same way that you used to do and as a result your body is um i guess it becomes it changes it does change it changes shape and you have to accept that and and not automatically assume that it's a bad thing but it's really really difficult i think and any athlete who retires might agree with this that it's not an easy because i saw jazz write that and i totally got where she was coming from immediately so just just for anyone who hasn't seen that what was the kind of summary of what jazz was saying um yeah so she mentions that she well so there's a picture of her um wearing a bikini and she does say that um she hasn't felt really very comfortable being in a bikini or a costume since retiring from competitive swimming um, and people would say to her, you look really well. But when she looked in the mirror, she just didn't like what what, she, what was looking back at her. And I think, I mean, I'm without reading all of it because it's quite a long post. Um, you know, it's it's true. It's it's a big, big change. Something that is quite hard to get your head around. Yeah, I can only imagine if you've been able to, if your body's been able to perform at the highest level and you've been able to win medals on an international stage not even win medals just compete on an international stage to go from that to to not doing the same level of training and and your body probably changes uh, quite drastically is, is quite a difficult thing just it's, to come to terms with. it's hard and it does sometimes make you when you initially retire sort of jump try to go back to that routine because you think that you need to to maintain the kind of body that you did once have and you think that you have to but then gradually there's that acceptance piece that comes over time where you think no this is the kind of the new normal and that it might not go back to how it was and that's actually unsustainable um it serves a purpose when you're an athlete but it doesn't serve a purpose when you're you know when you don't need to perform at that level i guess everyone kind of has that in 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 probably not obviously on the same level but I'm a bit older now and I just get aches and pains where I didn't have aches and pains before you know you've been able to spring up when you're 20 years old and yeah I mean that's that's a big part of it and that's a lot of why athletes do retire is because you know they they get to the point where there's just injury illness and it you know part of the end of my career I was plagued a lot with injury and illness kept creeping in and that's kind of a sign that your body's sort of breaking down a bit because since I've retired I don't get ill as much which is lovely but you know equally my body's different to how it used to be and I'm not as fit and that does make you miss that I miss being able to get in the pool and have that ability to churn out that mileage and meterage and then and then actually comfortably do it rather than getting out and being very red-faced now <laughs> now that you've um you retired in 2016 2017 2017 yeah. sorry. two years ago yeah now that that's um, a couple of years, a couple of years uh, in the past now, if someone's kind of going through a similar kind mm. of thing or about to go through that, is mm. there any 
advice yeah. yeah that you would say maybe that might just help them i'd say um just go go with the feelings really and you have to go on that journey um both to get your head around retiring but equally around the new normal and that's in all aspects of your life it'll be you know working it'll be you know different routine it'll be your body shape and size and i think that is something that you know you've got to go through that process of transition and there's no way of avoiding it so i guess jazz is probably at the beginning of her journey because she's just recently retired i'm two years on from mine but i think it's something that you always have to kind of reconcile with as you go along it's not something that's going to suddenly be better one day Mm. you know it's constant process and you know that's part of of retirement so i'm not sure that we've necessarily covered anything or everything to do with with mental health awareness week but i think the fact that we're trying to have these conversations Mm. um proactively is is i think it's useful it's a good thing yeah and um, i hope it and hopefully you know if, if we've said stuff that, that yeah. makes sense and helps great if we haven't then do you know get in touch and yeah and and, 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 and also you know it, any i guess any interesting areas that people want to hear about is also useful to know as well Absolutely, yeah i think we're yeah. pretty open to that um and certainly i enjoy having the conversations where we're exploring topics and perhaps things that don't often come out so retirement and transition and body shape is something that doesn't often come out and that's really nice that it can be talked about obviously i'm retired but equally it'd be interesting to get the perspective of a current athlete as to their approach to body image as well absolutely yeah so that was the end of pod three uh hope you enjoyed it um bit of a bonus pod bit of a bonus pod um but hopefully you'll enjoy it and um definitely will be more footage from or more yeah more footage from guest athletes coming up on the next few episodes footage is that the right word it's not the right word it's all right you know what we mean no it's okay we can leave it in (laughs) i think people know what you mean by it no footage no what is the word um i don't actually know what audio footage it's not footage yes it is footage i'm pretty sure it's footage can someone tell us if it's footage or if there's something else please thank you thanks I don't think it's footage. What is it? Audio? Audio recording. Oh, recording. (laughs) (laughs) Go back in. No, we could just uh, just leave this stuff in. This is gold, Susie.